most, if not all, map the two major fears in life. And when you can identify and dominate these two fears, I believe you've got the golden key in life. And that is the fear of change and the fear of what other people think. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fun That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We only talk about the stuff that moves your real estate investing business forward. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. Only hard-hitting insights and observations and tactics that help you out. And today, well, first off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend. Today is Sunday. Because it's Sunday, we're going to do a special segment called Skill Set Sunday. You know what this is, but I'm going to tell you anyway. We're going to give you a specific skill that by the end of this conversation, you can apply in your real estate endeavors. And with us today to talk through how to identify and crush Fear Barriers. We've got Dave Daly. How you doing, Dave? Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing well. Nice to have you on the show. Dave is the creator of the book Knock Out Fear and is a creator of the program Knock Out Fear in the first round program. He's an entrepreneur. He sold three businesses in three different industries He's the author of The Monster Motivator. What's the name of the book? I got a couple different names here. What's your book name? My book that just landed on Amazon about two months ago is Knock Out Fear in the First Round. And that's also what my online program is. And we're just going to be launching a webinar in about a week. It's a digital online program. I also have an ebook called The Monster Under the Bay. And it ties in with those dreaded fear barriers we all have, Joe. It stops us from moving on, stops us from expanding. And my nickname is the Monster Motivator. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a wonderful nickname. A spooky. We should have saved this for the Halloween episode, but nonetheless, this can be valuable. Dave's based in San Diego, California, and you can say hi to him at his website, which is in the show notes link. So how about this? Before we talk specifically about this identifying fear. Why don't you give us a little bit of context for your background and then we'll get into it. 
Yeah, okay, I will. You know, Joe, like you said, you know, I've been fortunate enough over the last 20 years to have built and sold three companies in three different industries, but <laughs> it certainly didn't start out that smooth. I'm originally from the East Coast. I'm, I'm raised in New Jersey. I'm born in Philly. So as we say back east, it was a rough paper route to begin with. Left back in the second grade, diagnosed with ADD, said I had a learning disorder, never graduated high school. And at 19, I'm sitting in a jail cell looking at eight to 10 if things don't go my way. So my whole conditioning growing up was because I couldn't learn in that cookie cutter mode. I couldn't learn in that classroom environment. I was told that don't expect a lot out of yourself. You're probably not going to do a whole lot in life because you can't learn under these guidelines. And thank God, Joe, I found out that EQ is much more important than IQ in the real world. So <laughs> I was lucky in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And thank God that's the case because I definitely have much better EQ, emotional intelligence, than IQ, intellectual intelligence. You said you built and sold three companies. I can build a company, spend $500,000, and then sell it for three pennies. So let's put some more context to this. Did you make money, and how profitable were they? I profited on each one of those, and like any other, especially if you're talking about real estate, you know how it is with negotiations. If you leave the table and he leaves the table a little hungry, that usually is how it goes. So each one was a few hundred grand a piece at the end of the day when we made settlement. And they were in three different industries. I owned, built and sold a public adjusting firm in Philly. And for people that aren't familiar, public adjusters licensed and bonded in the state to represent homeowners against the insurance company on contingent fee. And I got into that industry because I was very, very good at sales. And I was a straight 100% commission sales guy for years with two different companies and then decided to go on my own. And after five years, I just was ready to go, ready to sell. And then my second business was a fire restoration business back on the East Coast as well and had that for seven years. And I had a partner. I sold my half, relocated to San Diego and then stumbled across a sports nutrition store. I've been an athlete my whole life. I still train every day, seven days a week uh, in the gym. All this struggling sports nutrition store in 2008. And I thought there were some things I could do marketing-wise and branding-wise that they weren't doing. And, you know, luckily enough, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Within the first year and a half, we tripled the numbers and then grew it. And then I sold that as well. And then I still have a fire restoration business again out here that I still own and operate along with my personal development company. Wow. You've had your hands in a lot of different types of cookie jars. The approach that we promised the best ever listeners, and perhaps along the way, I'm sure you do this already, but I'm curious, based on your experience as an entrepreneur, sprinkling in some personal examples for what you overcame as you were building those three companies and selling them, because I know I had a lot of things go the way that you didn't want it to go along the path. So... How do we identify the fear and then how do we crush it? I'm glad you worded it that way because it's so important to identify first. And really, what are fear barriers? And really, fear barriers are obstacles created inside our head, made up inside our mind. And what happens is when we find ourselves in that darkness, in that uncharted territory, we create this big monster. And that's where the ebook came, the monster under the bed. So, Joe. You're 10 years old, you're in your room, the lights are out, it's pitch dark, and you're under the covers and you hear this sound, and you know for sure it's a big, green, hairy monster ready to come out and eat you. We've all been there. Until an adult comes in, turns on the lights, you look under the bed, and what is it? 
There's no monster. And it's the exact same thing that happens when we become adults. We find ourselves in this darkness and we create this big green hairy monster. And we have a choice. Life always gives us choices. We can face it head on, crush right through it, not look back and hit that destination, or we get bullied right back into safety. And I consider fear barriers, Joe, the ultimate bully in life. And as you know, I'm sure being on this earth long enough, the only way to stop a bully is to step up. And I want to teach people how to get their lunch money back from that bully. And what are fear barriers? You know, they're the fear of the unknown, the fear of the darkness, the fear of doing something different, the fear of failure, the fear of success. A lot of people say, what do you mean by the fear of success? A lot of times what happens is that fear of success is so sneaky that it comes up and bites you or it stops you midstream every single time until you can identify that. And my definition of fear of success is who's that new person I need to become? What are my new responsibilities? And so many people want to do better in life, but they think that they're not going to have to take on more responsibilities. And then when they do, it stops them. And I believe that's a big part of the fear of success. And I believe we can both sit here, Joe, and name 30, 40, 50, 100 fears, but I believe most, if not all, map the two major fears in life. And when you can identify and dominate these two fears, I believe you've got the golden key in life. And that is the fear of change and the fear of what other people think. It stops people in their tracks. If we had time, I can go deeper into both of those fears if time allows us. I'm going to kind of follow your lead on that. Fear of change and what other people think. It on the surface level, it seems pretty intuitive, but what needs explanation on those two things? Well, the explanation is really understanding what they really are. So the fear of change. A lot of people are so terrified of change, but what they don't understand is change and evolution is going to happen whether you agree with it, whether you're ready for it or not. That train is leaving with or without you. You're either getting on that train or you're getting run over. When I talk to corporations, I put it in context of business. If you're not on the cutting edge of your industry, you're going to be left behind. You're going to disappear. And if you're not sure how accurate that statement is, just ask Blockbuster Video, Borders Books, Kodak Film. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been around. We're all vulnerable to change unless we change with it. And that's such a huge stopper for so many people. They think that they can stop time. They think that they can just stay neutral and there is no neutral. You're either growing or you're dying. There's no staying the same. And when you move backwards long enough, you disappear. And the fear of what other people think, you know, I live my life this way, Joe. And if you can adopt this mindset, it just takes all the pressure off and it keeps everything clear. And clarity is power is I live my life with intention. If my intention is pure and I use a word or a sentence that offends you, that's on you. You need to figure out why that offends you. Now, if my intention is impure, that's something completely different. But the fear of what other people think always stops so many people. So that's kind of a little bit of my insight on both of those. And I believe when you can master those, you have a freedom that money can't buy. Yeah, and that's one thing. I've recently, over the last two to three years, as I've really been honed in on personal development, I've focused on and change is inevitable, as you said, and I totally agree. It's about progress. Are we actually making progress versus just changing because we have to change? Because as you said, evolution happens. We evolve or we die. We are going to be forced to change. 
it's are we making progress along the way or is life dictating that change versus are we proactively making progress and anticipating the change so we're one step ahead of it? I agree with you 100%. And I think that's where people just get clouded and they think that they don't have to move with evolution. And like you said, not only moving with evolution, but results always are our greatest barometer in life. Absolutely. So we've identified the fear, change and what other people think. Those are the two primary categories, according to you. How do we crush them? How do we get rid of them? Because I consider fear barriers the ultimate bully. Through my mentors over the years, and I've been introduced to personal development over 17 years ago and had some really great mentors and changed my life tremendously. Anyway, I believe that there's a four-step process, and I call this formula the bully buster. And the first step in this process, you have to be clear, like we talked about, clarity is power. have to be clear on exactly what you want. What is your goal? What is your destination? I always say, Joe, the way we're built as human beings, if it doesn't scare you and excite you at the same time, it's just not big enough. It's not going to keep your attention, and it might not even get your attention. So I call that the dynamic duo. Make sure that that goal, that destination, has those two components in it. Now you know you're moving in the right direction. Second step is identifying your why. I believe your why is the epicenter for everything, and I believe that when your why becomes big enough, It'll pull you through those fear barriers. And when your why becomes bigger than you, you actually become unstoppable in whatever it is you're looking to do. Third step is the action. What action are you taking? Is it getting you closer or farther away? And just like you mentioned earlier, Joe, there's a difference between action and being busy. A lot of people confuse being busy with actual massive effective action. And it's two different worlds. And if you're not sure which one you're taking, your results will tell you real soon. Fourth step I believe is the game changer. It's the most misunderstood, misused step in life, and we all use it, but most people don't know how to leverage it for themselves. And that's your self-talk, your inner coach. What are you telling yourself on a daily basis? If you're going into this brand new commercial real estate deal with some big, big names, and you're just getting into this A lot of times your self-talk might be, I don't belong here. I don't have the credentials. They don't want to talk to me. And you were already lost before you walked in that door. And I'm just using that as an example since we're on the real estate podcast. So understanding how to leverage and utilize powerful, positive self-talk is vital in life. And uh, I always believe that if you audit your day and you don't really understand that process on self-talk, if you're honest with yourself, majority of your day is going to be limiting and weakening self-talk. And that leads us, Joe, with the bottom line, which is your results, your reality, which all map to one thing, your self-image. I believe, Joe, we could build our self-image up, we could tear it down, but we cannot outperform it. I got to think about that. Your results map back to your self-image. And what'd you say? I want to make sure I'm writing this down. Well, your self-image, I believe, is everything. It's the epicenter. So I believe that you can build your self-image up. You can tear it down, but you cannot outperform it. You just cannot outperform your self-image. That's why I believe that as an adult, the greatest gift you can give a child is a powerful, positive, bulletproof self-image. Hmm. What do you mean by you can't outperform your self-image? In other words, your self-image in your mind, you have limitations. You're just not going to be able to outperform it unless you work on building it up. Ah, uh, okay. I get it. So in other words, 
maybe you can trick it for a certain period of time, but it's always going to go back like that rubber band. It's always going to go back to that level unless you work on building up. Now, here's the punchline to this, though. It could be torn down. It could be brought back even lower than it originally was or it was at a certain time. That's what I mean. You cannot outperform your self-image, but you could build it up or tear it down. Yeah, I haven't heard that before. And that it's deep, but it's something that can shift our paradigm for how we see things. And that's really powerful because you can build your self-image up, you can tear it down, but you can't outperform it. So basically, if we want to be a billionaire and we think of ourselves as a poor, broke college student, then you can't work up and outperform that broke college student mentality. We've got to think of ourselves as someone greater, i.e. a billionaire, and then work our way up towards that self-image. And then when things go sour, we have to guard against tearing our self-image down to the level that is perceived by others, perhaps, and maintaining that self-image that we have and continuing to strive to perform up to that level. Is that about right? That is right on target. And let me add that a little bit, if, if you don't mind. Here's another way to look at this, and you were right on target. Here's the other way to look at this. And we're, I'm going to use him as an example because we all know him. I don't care if you like him or you don't, it doesn't matter. But Donald Trump, when he almost lost everything back in the what, late 80s, middle 80s, early 90s, whatever that was, and he built himself back up even stronger than he was, why do you think that people that can lose everything but then get it right back and build even stronger than they were, it all goes back to their self-image? And one of the stories that ties in with this is I remember hearing Tony Robbins on a YouTube interview talk about his goal for a long time was just to make a million dollars a year personally himself. And he said after about seven years, he hit that every year after year after year. But he looked back and he had three or four businesses going, multi-million dollar businesses, and he still only made himself personally a million dollars a year. And he had to realize, wait a minute, something's not clicking here. There's a disconnect. In other words, his self-image, his subconscious only allowed him to get to that level because that's all he thought he was worth. That's all he thought he could go after until he reprogrammed himself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that example. Let's talk about another example. You walked us through the four steps to crushing the fear barriers, the bully buster process, as you call it. Can you tell us an example of the right way to go through this process? So Maybe pick a time that you've personally implemented this and walk us through clarity is power. Here's what I have to think. Identify your why. Here was my why. What action did I take? And then the self-talk that you gave yourself and then the results. Yeah, I had a, a major aha moment, a major, I call them life boot camps, right? So when I decided that I wanted to sell my first business, the public adjusting firm, I hit a major, major fear barrier. And I had some really, really negative self-defeating self-talk that just a tape that just kept playing in my head. Well, the reason I hit that fear barrier is because I kept telling myself, reminding myself that, wait a minute, things are really good right now. You're a high school dropout. You're not even supposed to win. You're not even supposed to be here. If you sell this, if you let this go, how are you going to do this or even do even better? 
You might lose everything if you let this go. And that was the tape playing in my head over and over and over from that conditioning that was set in early on. So me and my wife, I was married at the time and we, I was struggling with this man, big time. There was something pulling at me saying, time to go. And I look back, I couldn't identify it then, but it was that entrepreneurial DNA, man, that just haunts you, man. You need to keep it fresh. So anyway, we went away for a long weekend up in Vermont and I was on a motorcycle and I lost control. And next thing I know, I'm in intensive care for about four or five days, broke everything on my right side, punctured a lung, and I could have been paralyzed or dead actually. And when I got out of intensive care, I realized and life showed me in that moment that tomorrow's not guaranteed. And if you're going to do something and you feel it really in you to move forward, even though it's scary, even though it's unsure, you've got to pull the trigger because tomorrow's not guaranteed. So from that point on, within that year, I wound up selling the firm and then opened up the fire restoration business. I never let that same exact fear ever stop me again. I was just a different person. But when you look back on this, I had goals, right? I wanted to do better. I wanted to grow, expand try new things. That was my step one, right? Setting a goal that scared me and excited me at the same time. And the second step was my why. I didn't want to leave with regret. And life showed me that tomorrow's not guaranteed. So that was my why that could pull me through when I was really, really scared. And then I had to change my self-talk. I had to change that conditioning to say, you know what? It's not what you do, but it's how you do it. And I had a mentor at that time that taught me that. And the conditioning he said in my mind about it's not what you do, but it's how you do it. And then it's just the action, taking that action, finding that person or that company that wanted to buy the business, negotiate, and then move forward. And that's where those steps come in. And that was a major, major aha moment, a major life boot camp for me. With the self-talk, how frequently do you do that self-talk and do you switch it up at all? I love that you went there, man. We hear this all the time. This book changed my life. This changed my life. That changed my life. And I know that a lot of times it sounds so cliche, but I'm going to tell you, man, this book, (laughs) this book changed my life. My mentor at the time suggested that I get it. It's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And if you're not familiar with it or your listeners aren't, highly recommend that you look into this. It's a little paperback book that was written in the 80s. Now, here's what got me out of this, Joe. I'm reading this book, and there's a story that I came across that just completely grabbed me. So Dr. Shad Helmstetter understands how important self-talk is, but he took it to another level, and I'll share that with you. But this story was he wanted to lose 60 pounds in 90 days. So he wrote an affirmation down, and he understood that it's good to write affirmations down. It's good to write things down and read them. But he learned that the subconscious, we could take it to a whole other level when you record that affirmation with the right wording in your own voice. So back then it was in the 80s, so it was cassette recorder. And he wrote down this affirmation, he recorded it, he listened to it every morning when him and his wife were getting ready for work, somewhere during the day in his office, and then every night before him and his wife went to bed, he put the recorder on. And the 90 days hit, he lost his weight. What was interesting is his wife never went on a diet and lost over 20 pounds. That's how powerful our self-image is. We don't even have to be focusing on it. We could be brushing our teeth, combing our hair, dressing ourselves, getting ready for work, and we're still taking it in. We could be getting ready for bed, 
And that conditioning is playing over and over and over. And that's why, Joe, it's so vitally important for parents, teachers, coaches to understand that little kids, toddlers, and even kids like, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years old, their subconscious is open like a sponge. What you tell them, they accept. And that's going to be their conditioning. Now, if it's negative conditioning, it's going to be up to them to change that conditioning when they become adults. So why not start them out in such a powerful foundation? So I still, to this day, the last 12 years, I think 13 years maybe, I listen to my affirmations and I'll, I'll change them up accordingly to what I want to do. But I listen to them every single day, at least once, twice a day when I'm on the treadmill or I'm in my truck driving around. I listen to them and it just becomes part of your new conditioning. Dave, so much good stuff. Thank you for being on the show. I'm about to summarize it, but before I do, what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? It's Dave Daly, D-A-L-E-Y-M-N, like monstermotivator.com, and that's all my social media outlets and my websites. Well, from crushing fear with the four-step bully buster process to talking about how we can not outperform our self-image, so be a guard against anything that comes in to our mind to make sure that we are continuing to have a healthy self-image of ourself so that we can excel and reach to that level. And then when we have bad stuff that happens, those character-building experiences, make sure that we don't notch down our self-image because then it's going to be a downward spiral. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work help you analyze if the project's profitable and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever.